Hey, Senda. Hey, Phil. Do you want to talk about that character that you once played for a bit, but didn't really get to play it all the way, and then you want to you wanted to play it some more? Yeah. I mean, man, doesn't everybody kind of have like a portfolio of this stuff that like we didn't get to do? I agree. Yeah. Cue music. And welcome to another fine episode of Pandas Talking Games. I am your host sitting in Senda's office, Phil. <laughs> and I am your other host sitting in my own office, Senda. Wouldn't it have been weird if you were sitting in my office? It would have been really strange if that'd I have been were like, sitting somewhere else. That would have been like the episode of Friends where Ross goes to visit Emily in England, but Emily surprises Ross by flying to the US. Oh gosh, that's so terrible. Yeah. That's so... T- just... Communicate. Okay, yesterday we watched Roadhouse, and there was like a major plot point where like Dalton just didn't say the words that he needed to say. There's like communication issues at the center of so many of the. Anyway. 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 We'll talk about you watching Roadhouse <laughs> when we get to the Bamboo Lounge. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a good idea. Anyway, what are we talking about today? Well, so today we have a topic from Andrew Dacey um, on the Misdirected Mark Slack Room, um, who said, Hey, Phil and Senda, had a possible pandas topic. Can you talk about the characters that you never had the chance to explore your concept for fully? I'm sort of calling this the unrequited character concept. Like you come up with a cool character with some nice meat in their backstory, but the campaign fizzled a couple of sessions in. Or the one I've had happen a few times is where I'll be playing a one-shot and just have so much more I would have liked to have done with that character. To all the characters I've played before, <laughs> who have come in and out of my door. That was that was well done. Yeah, do you not know the song? I feel like I should know the song. Yeah, that's to all the girls I loved before by uh, Julio Iglesias. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like super in my head. No, no, I mean, it's not a song that should be like, it's not a song likely to be super in your head. <laughs> but yeah, that's, um, yeah, there's a little 80s, re- 80s revival for you. Anyway, um, Andrew brings up a great point. It is absolutely a thing that um, I think every gamer has encountered, uh, like you said in the intro, right? I think we all have a portfolio of characters that we would love to get some more uh, game time in with. So today we're going to uh, share a few characters. You more than me, because um, you yeah, actually apparently. play. You actually well, you actually play more than I do. Um, IGM, I don't know if that. Oh, okay. Okay, that's IGM true. More play than, more. I think you have more game time in your week than I do. Yes, but I'm like perpetually a GM. Per, you are perpetual GM. Yes, yeah. I am like a switch. Yes, <laughs> I am like always GM. Always anyway. GM. Anyway, so we're gonna we're gonna share a couple of those character concepts, but because we're pandas, instead of just sitting around talking about the uh, just talking about characters, which we could have done, but we're pretty nerdy, so we're also gonna talk about some of the reasons why you have um, unfulfilled characters, the reasons why they like why you would feel they're unfulfilled, the reasons why they become unfulfilled, and after we talk about these characters, we're actually gonna talk about some things you can do with them. Uh, if you wanted to get a chance to play them, but maybe not in the original way that you encountered them. Yes. Yeah. So um, first, let's talk about why this could happen, and then we'll share the characters. 
So let's start off with why they're unfulfilled. Like what what point what point got us to the point that we're like, oh, this happened and now I want more of this character. Sure. Want to uh, ping pong these? Yes, let's do it. Cool. All right. So maybe you enjoy being the character and you just want to play the character more. Yeah, I'm so happy that this is actually the one that has most frequently happened to me. Um, but there's also maybe there was like a cool mechanical thing that you really wanted to do or wanted to do more of that you didn't get the opportunity to either do or do enough of. Yeah, so this is the kind of thing, like, especially if you have level-based games. Yeah, yeah. Where you're like, oh, when I get to 12th level, I unlock this thing. Yeah. But then, like, you didn't get to 12th level. Yeah. Or, like you said. You you got to 12th level, and then a week later, the game fizzled. And you're like, Yeah, you you did it once. (laughs) And, like, right. And you've been waiting since the beginning of the campaign, right, to do this. Yeah, you start at level one, and you slog your way up, and then you don't get to do the thing. Yeah. Uh, The next one is that you had a goal for your character. Like, you made a goal for your character, whether it was right in the beginning or whether it was partway through the campaign game or whatever. Um, and it just never got completed. Yeah. I'm going to um, tack on to this particular one. The goal could be any number of things. It could be a thing that you want to actually do as that character. But it could also be things like um, holding on to a secret that you're excited about it coming out. Um, or, you know, what, stuff around along those lines. We're going to use goal really broadly in this sense, yeah, right? absolutely. And then um, you might have completed a story arc and then wanted to see more of how their life played out after that story arc, like, because a lot of things could have changed for them, right? And you want to see that change and, like, that um, sort of rebuilding in how they were affected by the stuff that you played through previously. Mm-hmm. Yep. Totally. Cool. All right. So if that's why you feel yeah. like the character was unfulfilled, let's talk about why that happened. Yes. Okay. So why did any of those things that we talk about happen? Yeah, ping pong, <laughs> no, ping pong again. Ping- I know. We both took a breath and it's weird because we we're in person. Um, but anyway, um, so you might be playing a one shot, right? This is the one that Andrew was talking about, um, which is just, you know, you got four hours of that character, which is just enough time to like really get into them and not enough time to like really fulfill any of that promise. <laughs> yeah. And that one to me is what really the completed a story arc and want to see how their life played out. Yeah. So that's very much that. Because a one shot is very much like a, a, it's a short um, story arc. Yes. So you might have been like, oh, wow, they lived through their most exciting day of their life thus far yeah i'd like to see how it continues i want to see the rest of this yeah the next one is that the campaign ended uh early and i'm going to say early slash prematurely yes and there are countless numbers of reasons this could happen we could do a whole show on why campaigns um wind up ending before they do but have we done one before we might have even uh, i mean odds are at this this point if we think we did we probably um (laughs) and odds are that if you're listening to us you either don't remember and think we did too or, I don't know, you're probably not going to go through the catalog because we aren't either. So let's all just agree that we probably did an episode. Probably did one before. But yeah. anyway, um, the campaign could have just ended early. There are a multitude of reasons why this could happen from scheduling to people burn out on the game. Like, there's a whole host of reasons. But whatever it was, the game ended before you got the things that we just talked about earlier to happen. Yep. Um, something might happen that... Uh, no one wants to play that game. So this might be like you got together, you played your four game sessions. Everybody's like, this isn't really doing it for me. 
um, let's move on to something else, or even that you sat down and you made characters for something and then the excitement level, like people are just not into it. Maybe you never even start, but you had this really cool idea that you really wanted to play. And it's just made me remember when we get to the unfulfilled characters, yet another character there we go. that is unfulfilled in my past that this happened to. Um, so yes. So this is another case where the one shot could happen, right? Like you yeah. played this cool one shot and you're like, man, I would really like to play yeah, this game play again. can we play a campaign? And but no one like, wants nah, to play that game, right? Nah. Like, like, sorry, no one wants to play your game. Yeah. Um, and that's just, you know, like that's the nature of groups, right? So you, um, you're excited about it, but it turns out that no one else is excited about that game. All right. The last one is, um, you are going to play that game, like the game that the character was from. But the concept doesn't fit into what everyone else is doing. So, like, maybe your character concept came from a previous campaign or, again, carried over from a one shot or whatever. But, like, for instance, maybe you um, maybe your character was like really a hardcore dwarven um, twin shield fighter kind of thing. Um, And then, like, you're going to play D&D again. You're like, great. I totally want to like I I totally want to replay my dwarven shield fighter. Yes. And everybody's like, cool. We want to play like a traveling theater group that like goes around, you know, like helping towns and stuff like that. But like, we're all like bards or whatever. <laughs> right. Like, and just whatever it is. And like, I know, cause I'm, I can hear people already, but like, you can work the twin shield guy. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you absolutely could, can, but, you but know, let's just say that you can't for whatever reason, for the point of you saying know, that the concept does not fit. Tw- well, twin dwarven shield, character has barred trauma in their past and can't hear the sound of singing yeah something whatever it is yeah but whatever it is there's a reason it doesn't fit i'm with you if you're like no no we can make it fit good that's good do that yeah like he plays the symbols right (laughs) he's the twin shield fighter he's he's awesome at playing (laughs) symbols that would be so amazing like literally the only thing he does his two shields are the symbols and so it's sort of more of a clank (laughs) yeah that's all he does like he's like he just waits the the whole performance symbol guy to clang to to clang clang at the end yep i'm sure clang's not the correct term for symbols like Uh, i don't i didn't take crash i don't know i don't know with music people seems like it would be a clang music people tell us what the actual musical term is for when you bang (laughs) symbols together because i'm sure it's got a i'm sure it has a real word cool anyway we got one more item on this list which is that Maybe you played a really great campaign that came to a logical campaign or story arc end, but it left you wanting to play more of that character because it was just so good. Yeah, and in this case, you might be the only person. Right. Sometimes you're the only person or sometimes it was a one shot and you're not going to be able to play with those same people. Again, could have been a one shot. Well, you, um, well, I'm going with campaign conclusion, right? So, oh yeah, sure, but with a campaign conclusion, it might be <laughs> like it. It just might be that um, it really might be that you're the like everybody left the game going, oh, that was really good, that was really good, great campaign, everyone. Yeah, and you're the one who's like, I could totally keep playing this campaign, and everybody else is like, like but, behold, but behold, the next the, shiny. the new shiny, yes. yes, um, cool, yeah. So this is not just a player issue. It also happens to GMs. It just happens in the form of NPCs, but it happens for pretty much all of the exact same actual reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, I mean, I feel like, I've, yeah, I feel like you've experienced this, just maybe not as much from the player perspective. Oh, no. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. I also put in investment and work and goals into... An NPC, and so if any of the things that we just talked about 
yeah. um, happen. Yeah. They also happen to my NPCs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to tell us about a character concept that you didn't get to fully explore? Yeah, perfect. I, I have like literally one that jumped to mind. Yes. I'm sure I had others. Yes. But the one that really jumped out to m- in my mind was um, oh, maybe a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like it was a decade ago, and that makes me feel really old. But um, <laughs> my first, my first Knights Black Agents game. I'm playing Knights Black Agents right now. Yes. But I had played it previously in a short arc that fizzled out. Yes. Um, when the game first came out, so I think that's like ten years ago. So I think that's like a 2012. It's been game. a while. Yeah. So I had, I had a, a, the major NPC for my NBA game was the top level vampire. Um, in my in my little cusp pyramid, like the top level vampire, which was Judas, like from the Bible, Judas. Yeah. And I had actually written a whole mythology um, of how Judas becomes the first vampire. Yeah. And, and all this stuff. And so, um, oh, I have it here. Oh, yeah. So, but then I'd also like written how like that vampire survived all the way till 2014. Yeah. Right. So I and yeah, then yeah. I had goals obviously because this was my. Um, this was my NBA game, so there's a conspiracy that's unfolding that I want the players to discover, all that stuff. But the campaign actually prematurely died because of player issues. Yep. In the way that campaigns sometimes do. It yep. happens. Right? And I just, I had to like completely just like, oh, well, guess, guess. we're not doing this anymore. Sorry. And, Bye. Like, <laughs> just stopped using, like didn't use any more of that material. And just in case any of my players wind up listening to the show in my current NBA game, <laughs> I am not using this character. I actually went and built a completely different vampire conspiracy and a vampire mythology um, because I didn't want um, any kind of bleed over from one to the other. But anyway, Judas was like, I had some really cool ideas for what a modern day, um, what a modern day vampire Judas would be like. Yeah, I mean, that seems pretty cool. All right. You have a couple. I have like four. I am going to drink (laughs) some water. And I'll ask you, a, I'll ask you a couple follow-up questions if appropriate. As sure. you sure, know. right? Like this was one of those topics that I was like, oh, oh, I can't think of any. And then I was like, oh wait, oh wait, oh wait, oh wait, oh wait. And I kept writing down more. So I'm going to do them kind of chronologically, um, starting with the oldest. Um, and what's really funny is the ones whose names um, I remember in this exact moment, and the ones that I don't, as my brain just didn't fire. Um, so the first one. And this is interesting, right? Because the first couple are all very three, three, five D and D and Pathfinder stuff, right? So my first one was uh, shockingly an elf rogue. I know no. everyone just gasped no. um, to hear me say it. Anyway, she had this really cool quirk where um, she was also the the very first true neutral character that I ever played, um, and the way that I played that true neutral was very much not that she would, like, go back and forth or do wild things. It was that she was literally so self-focused and basically selfish um, that it was just about doing what she wanted to do. And so um, the axis of law versus chaos and good and evil was just, like, sort of a happenstance for her. And it was a really interesting way to approach true neutral, I thought, um, without being evil or anything. Um, Because if she wanted to do something good, she would. And if she wanted to do something unlawful, she would, right? So um, it was my first uh, breakaway from my chaotic good rogues. I played a lot of chaotic chaotic good rogues. Anyway, so she had a really cool quirk where if she couldn't make a decision, um, because she was very much like a, 
you know, at loose ends, like had been wanted and gave up on the world, um, you know, deep backstory, but like the kind that you write when you're um, 20. <laughs> so, so there was like a broken heart and a wanted poster in her past. So she just kind of didn't believe in, you know, the helpfulness of the world around her or in the basic goodness of any given um, individual, which is why she was just like, well, I'm just going to live however I want to. Um, and so the thing that she would do is if she couldn't make a decision, um, she would pull out a pack of playing cards and um, just draw cards randomly and be like, you know, red for yes, black for no, or like red for left and black for right. Um, and she would just literally just pull out this pack of cards and use it to randomize decisions. And as a as a player, that was a really cool, engaging functionality. Anytime I was coming to a decision point um, that like it, it didn't have any like in-game actual mechanics, but that I was like, cool, I'm just going to make a decision. But me, the player, is not going to make a decision. I'm just going to use this cool deck of cards to randomize the decisions that I'm making because this character is true neutral. So, you know, I'm not making a decision based on being good or bad or whatever. Anyway, that was cool. It was a cool concept. I loved the card part a lot. I only got to play it for like one session, I think. <laughs> and then that campaign died, which was sad. Um... So that was probably my first unfulfilled character and my longest running and most regretted unfulfilled character. Um, because, uh, yeah, I think that that might have even been my first actual elf rogue, like not halfling. So that's where it started. And then I, every elf rogue I played after that, I was trying to reclaim that experience. <laughs> elf rogue. I know. All of them. Anyway, so there was another elf rogue. I hear you all in shock um, that um, I was, I had a secret in that I was not actually an elf rogue. I was actually a shape changer um, that I presented as an elf rogue. Um, so I had this secret that I was like actively playing, keeping from the rest of the party. This particular secret never coming out was both very disappointing to me and also taught me a lot about how we should deal with secrets in games, which I think we, we have either talked about on this show, but I've definitely also written an article about it on Gnome Stew, so if you're interested in my take on it, um, it's out there. But basically, the players should always know that there is a secret, even if you don't tell them what it is, um, but you know, probably just tell them what it is so that you can actually play into that. Anyway, didn't work out had this secret, carried it around, super disappointed um, that it never came up. <laughs> like, I tried to make it come up. I actively tried. And my players, my co-players, actively prevented me um, because they were like, no, you'll die. And I was like, I really won't, though. But they wouldn't leave me. <laughs> um, cool. And then my other two unfulfilled characters, this will tie into what we'll actually talk about next. Um, they started off as kind of being unfulfilled. Um, one of them was from my Tales from the Loop game, um, which was just so good that we were like, oh, we all really want to play more of this. But like, but we ended it because it was the end of the campaign, the end of the arc. It was the place that that story needed to end, right? Um, and so we ended it, but it was so good that it was like, I really want to play more of this. Um, and, and so that was a thing. Um, and then also, um, I had an online game of Monster of the Week that um, just as it was starting to take off, it kind of fell apart, um, you know, just because it's harder to set up an online game than you might think it would be when it's text-based and you don't have a lot of experience with that. Um, 
So, like, it kind of fell apart because the expectations were sort of mismatched. Um, But that was also a character that I had just started to explore and really wanted to explore more. Um, But those two characters I think I'm going to talk about a little bit more when we get into our next session. Section, not session. Section. Which is actually what to do with your unfulfilled character concepts right? Like, you've got one, you're sad that you didn't get to play it through. What are the ways that we can try to get satisfaction for those character concepts that we didn't actually get to play? Yep. And this assumes that you didn't just, like, were able to get the game back together and go it. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'll just, I'll run through a couple of these. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I'll run through them. You add- why don't, Yeah, I'm like, why don't you run through them and then I'll just jump in where with, I have... With some commentary. Yeah. Yep. So the first one is, and this is probably the least satisfying, yeah. which is save the concept for what I would call the rainy day, but really save the concept for the next time it makes sense to drop it into a game. So like, it, you know, like, well, yes, I'm going to hold on to my, um, I'm going to hold on to my elf. I'm sorry, my elf. See, I listen to you. Yep. No, no. I was going to say. I'm going to hold on to my dwarf twin shield fighter. <laughs> Clang. Until, that's going to be his name now. I know. Clang, right? <laughs> the dwarf. Clang. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to hold on to Clang until we're back playing D&D that's like a more martial-based campaign. That right. doesn't have any bards. Yeah, in like it. I will just, yeah. I'll, I'll drop them in. But the thing is, you got to wait. Yeah, and sometimes the opportunity to play that character the way that you imagined them never comes back, right? Like there's a reason that I still haven't been able, that I've like never got back to. Um, that original Elf Rogue with the the card decision-based stuff because, um, you know, I held on to her for a long time and then I kind of also faded out of playing the style of game that she would have fit back into, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like, that idea is still there. Um, I don't know if I'm as committed to it as I was when I first wrote it, but it was like, you know, I had a lot of fun that one session I got to play. So let me sidebar something yeah. for a second, because we'll, we're going to talk about the rest of the ways to use unfulfilled concepts. But I think it's worth noting, and we didn't have it in our notes, but I just picked up on it when you said it. Sure. Um, it's possible that over time, this concept that you thought was really cool. Yeah, we'll start. We'll fade. Yeah, it'll start feeling less Sometimes cool. a really cool concept Um, is really cool because of the moment or who you are or where you are in your gaming journey. Yeah, yeah. Which isn't, you know, oh, I really want to flag this. Yeah. Next week's show might be, and we so rarely do one that that we pick, but I think we might talk about gaming journeys because um, there's this thing that, again, I'm just going to completely riff on this for a few minutes and I promise we'll come back to the main topic. No, it's fine. But there's this thing that's going on um, as it does on... Twitter, the current discourse of discussion of gaming stuff on Twitter. Um, and it, it always repeats itself. Yeah, and it is kind of a hamster wheel. <laughs> it is a hamster wheel of discussions. But what it makes me think about is that, like, we are all on a gaming journey. And what I mean by that is, like, what feeds you as a gamer can, doesn't always, can change over time based on who you are, what you like, what is relevant to you at the time, all of those things. And... If you, like, when you are old, like I am, (laughs) and been in the hobby for 40 years. Good heavens. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Was Um, that your old man cough? That's my old man. Anytime (laughs) I make reference to how old I am in the hobby, I (laughs) cough. But um, these things 
can change over time. And sometimes they come right back around. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's a circle, but sometimes it's not. Right. So the thing is, tying back to what you were saying, is that um, sometimes a concept that we're like, you know, like we long for, if you, like sometimes time passes and maybe it's not as big of a deal. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, and to be clear, what year is it? 2022. Um, so yeah, it's been 20 years since starts to my sound, card starts based to sound, starts to sound like a long time, doesn't it? Right, starts feeling like a long time since my card based elf rogue. Um, yeah. and so maybe that's just not you know, there are different things that I am more interested in in exploring now in my personal gaming journey. Yeah, right. and that's why rainy day is somewhat of a um, yeah, it like. You can hold it for a rainy day, but it may not matter after a little while. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The next one is you can flip it to the other side of the screen. Sure. So if you're like me, um, I could take a unrequited NPC and use that concept, unrequited, I guess, unfulfilled NPC, <laughs> and use that concept the next time I play a game. Yeah. Or vice versa. Or vice versa. Yeah, yes. I, can, I can pull it back to the other side of the screen. So that's a great way that you can um, reuse concepts is just by taking them to the other side of the screen. If you are going from player to GM, the cool part is you're in a lot of control when you become GM, so you can totally make up the character the way you want it. Yes. Like if there was that cool mechanical thing you wanted to do, yep. you can just make sure that happens the first time you bring the character yeah, out. Because you're like, you're yes. The, yeah, because you're the GM oh, now, to do right? the thing. <laughs> yeah, you can totally do that. Um, whereas if you flip it onto the player side, like you have far less control, but again, it might just be like, Hey, this was a really cool idea as an NPC. I never got to use. I, I totally still want to play it out. I'm going to take it as a, my next character concept. Yeah. Um, the next thing you can do is take it to a different game. Yep. So you can translate the character over. So I'm going to take Clang again. Right. Take Clang. So Clang, I'm going to say, um, we're going to, we're going to go out. We're going to go on the Wayback machine for a second. Clang was originally built in Iron Heroes. A circa 2000 D20 game by Monty Cook, um, which actually did have twin shield fighting feats. Cool. I'm just going to tell you that. Um, so let's just say, but it had no dwarves. Um, but anyway, let's just say we have Clang. And I really want to play Clang again, but I'm not, I'm not playing Iron Heroes again. But I'm playing Forbidden Lands. And Forbidden Lands has dwarves. And then I could be like, cool. Can I just get this concept back into the game? Right. Using Forbidden Lands. Can I use, you know, like now I'm working with my GM. Can I use twin shields? That kind of thing. Are there like some cool extras we can make like based on some of the existing extras? Could I make some extras that would be like twin shield fighting? That kind of thing. And now I get to play Clang again, but in a totally different game, totally different mechanics. But I got that concept back. Yeah, you got that thing back. And to me, this is like, I think this is the most popular one because if you are... Um, multi-gamers, poly-gamers like we are, mm -hmm. the chance is I'm more likely to play another game than the same one than again. Then go yeah. back and play a, a, a previous game. So translating characters is almost always my best bet. Yeah, and it's, it is really interesting because I think part of the reason that I have some unrequited characters in my past is because we I very rarely play the same game again, right? Yeah. But one of the occasions that I did and this is one of the characters that I talked about earlier, was that, you know, we ended our Tales from the Loop campaign and then we picked it up again like six months or a year later um, and moved our characters forward in time 10 years to see what had happened to them in that intervening time. And then we played them again, right? So it could be translating to a whole new game. It could be um, 
doing a new campaign with those characters, but like not necessarily starting from where you left off, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, I don't, for 10 years, nothing super interesting happened except that, you know, our trauma from the first Tales from the Loop game like evolved um, and our our, our characters um, switched around a little bit because the composition of the game group switched around a little bit. Um, and then we played it again. And then the thing about that particular character, Stacy, um, is that a large part about what was unfulfilled for her was this relationship stuff, which got even more complicated in the second one. Um, and then, so actually, when and I and Quincy, who GM'd that game, went back one more time after our second campaign of that game to resolve um, Stacy and Wen's character Harrison. Um, and Harrison had some major unfulfilled stuff that was even bigger than Stacy's relationship stuff um, that we ended up sitting down and playing um, basically two players and GM a one shot to resolve the last pieces of that campaign like for realsies that that story is now done 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 right but like we actually went back to those characters twice more um to to kind of get to the real resolution and each time there was a bunch of time in between those games right like we didn't play them all back to back but we kind of noticed that we had this like ongoing desire um first as the entire group and then um with um with Wen and me to to find out like what is the last piece of this that we don't understand and haven't um, concluded yet? So that was really cool. So I did actually do that. Um, the The third game was not in a Tales from the Loop system at all. It was just kind of yes. <laughs> um, which is translate. Which is translating it, right? The, the second game was still Tales from the Loop, but sort of our weird updated, we were too impatient for things from the flood to come out version. You know, whatever rules. Anyway, yeah, what's the next one? Anyway, I get really excited about that one because that Tales from the Loop game was mwah, chef's kiss, right? Yep. Uh, so the last one's more a one-on-one, a one-person thing, which is uh, if you can't get this character concept into a game, but you just can't shake this character, yeah, write some fanfic. Yeah, which I also did for my last character, the Monster of the Week character, which I also did with Wen because we also had a super complicated relationship set up for our characters in that game. And we really wanted to find out what happened because I was the chosen one who was the monster hunter. I was like the Buffy character, basically. And he was a uh, a djinn um, who was obviously, you know, monstrous, right? Um, and But they were like faded uh like faded soulmates um but it was you know really complicated because she like literally went around murdering anyone who had any sort of monstrous um blood whether they were good or bad like that was she was just under the impression that if you weren't human you were bad and that she should kill you and then she fell in love with this um Jin who had a long history of trauma with the previous chosen ones murdering his people. It was uh, very interesting. <laughs> and we were like not prepared to just let that story concept disappear because we were like, what happens? Because we know that they're like faded and so they're going to somehow end up together. But like, how? <laughs> like, how? Anyway, that was great too. Yeah. It was and, great fun. And so that, so the fanfic thing is just the idea that like, look, 
No one else wants to do anything with this character concept. Yeah. I I, I can't shake this character concept. It's cool. just cool. I'm now We're going to just it. explore it. Now yeah. you can do now when I say fanfic, I'm gonna I'm gonna use this in the broadest terms possible. Sure. So you could write a full blown story, right? Start start middle finish, free talks pyramid, the whole nine yards. Definitely right? did that, yes. You could just hundreds of pages. <laughs> yeah. You could just journal as the character. Yes. Like you don't have to have any like like, you don't have to have, like, a full arc for the character. You can just, like, I really like this character. I'm just going to journal as the character and maybe talk about their experiences. What it, like, there's no format for this. It's just a a single creative expression of, instead of role-playing, we're going to take it to um, another medium, which is, I'm going to take it to words. Now, if you're an artist, you could draw it. You mm-hmm. could do a webcomic. Like, the idea is that basically you're transferring the character to another medium because what you wanted to do with it in the medium of TTRPGs didn't work out. Yeah. So I'm going to broaden this from fanfic. Yep. Out to, to just like go stuff. Yeah. Make like a thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, sometimes if, it's playlists for me, but a lot of times that, but that works in the same way as like maintaining energy um, in between game sessions for characters I'm currently playing, but like also. I have this backlog of playlists associated with some of the characters I'm talking about, especially the ones um, when when and I were writing, right? We also had playlists going for inspiration and those are still there. And like that, they have a specific atmosphere and concept to them um, that like when I want to go back to that character for whatever reason, that's still there and I can go experience that, right? And I have them in my Spotify and I do sometimes go back to them. I'm going to add one more to our translate sure. um, topic. So I had talked about like translating it from like Iron Heroes to Forbidden Lands. Sure. Let me give you another place where you could translate that may also work is you could take a character concept that you have and go find a single player journaling game. Sure. And definitely. And take that character into the single player yeah. journaling game and, um, and, and do it. And vice versa. You could have played a single player journaling game. Yeah, And then, like, you could, for instance, you could take your thousand-year-old vampire character and go play vampire. I actually did this in reverse. And it's really funny that you said thousand-year-old vampire. Because what actually happened is, this is such a gaming story, but bear with me. So one of the bad guys from the story that Wen and I wrote from the Monster of the Week game was a vampire. And I really liked her. She was very cool and got very involved in her concept as well. Um, When I played Thousand-Year-Old Vampire, she showed up as... um, She was actually my sire Mm -hmm. in my Thousand-Year-Old Vampire game. And one of my character goals in that game was that I was looking for her. I was trying to find her again. Um, because I was initially at least absolutely in love with her. And then, you know, a thousand year old vampire does weird shit to your memory. Um, so that was cool. So like the relationship that my thousand year old vampire character had to, um, that character that I brought in from the other game, um, evolved in a really neat way. But anyway, it's just really fascinating because I have done that exact thing also with thousand year old vampire, but I did bring her in as an NPC. So I think those are like uh, some ideas about what you can do um, with those concepts. Right? Yeah. So cool. Let's let's bring this all together and then we'll we'll start closing up the show. So in essence, when we have a character that we didn't get to do everything we wanted to do with the character, it's unfulfilled. 
often what makes it unfulfilled is that the game that the character was in is no longer being played for any host of reasons. Yes. Um, and that we can just hold on to the concept in hopes to play that character again. But there are things that, like we talked about just a few minutes ago, where we can do other things with that same concept that hopefully will let us scratch those itches. Yes. Find cool. the fulfillment. Absolutely. It cool. was very good. All right, Andrew, thank you so much for your topic. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, you could let me totally talk fun. about a bunch of old gaming stories that make me really excited. I appreciate you. Yes, which I think we all know. We like watching <laughs> Senda be excited and talk about gaming stories. Uh, but now we must um, get ready to conclude the show. And we do that by first talking about another show on the Misdirected Mark Network. What is that show? Yes. Well, for today, I'm going to talk about Bonus Experience. On Bonus Experience, Ray and Monica are two old friends exploring gameplay and design through the lens of diversity while also sharing some of the mo- the 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 what some of the dumbest humor gaming has to offer i have read this enough you would think that i would know it but i got ahead of myself and assumed i knew the next word but i didn't anyway ray and monica are awesome we love them love having them on the network um you should probably check them out they, they do a lot of stuff with Exalted. So um, if that, it, it, certainly they're not only talking about Exalted, but if you are an Exalted fan, um, definitely, definitely check them out like doubly. Indeed, indeed. Alrighty, say, Senda, where do people find us on the internet? Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us in the Misdirected Mark forums, which is forums.misdirectedmark.com. You can drop us an email, panda at misdirectedmark.com, or... You can find us on the Tiki Talkies. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Once they find us in one of those places, what can they do with that information, Phil? So much like Andrew did, um, leave us a question, a topic, something you would like to hear us talk about. Um, we like to do our shows based on the things that um, help you guys ans- or answer questions for you or just make your gaming experiences better. Or in some cases, like in Andrew's, you just want to hear some, you know, thoughts about a you know, a topic from us. Yeah, sure. Whatever that is, we want to do it for you. We rarely, like, you just heard us do it on the show. But yeah, we, we might rarely, do the next one. <laughs> right, we rarely pick out our own topics. Yep. Um, we're really here to serve all of you. We want you to have better games. And the best way to do that is for us to provide um, things, information, comments, etc. that will help you. So do that. Send us some stuff. Um, yep. across any of the things that we just said. Um, we just actually found a better way to to find, to field them and put them somewhere yeah. so that I can find them. So yeah. <laughs> um, the chance that your topic will show up in a uh, future episode definitely um, increases. I will just say this because we haven't said a long time in the show. There is no rhyme or reason to how I pick topics. It's true. Um, and usually what happens is he said, we haven't, we haven't picked a topic yet. What should we do? And I'll just start tossing a bunch of things at him that are like sort of listed in a bunch of different places, which are now going to be centralized, which is part of the makes this easier. Um, and then we just kind of pick one. Right, like whatever we feel like whatever has meat that yep. is exciting to talk about that week. So the thing is, if you throw a topic at us and you haven't heard it, it's yeah, not that we're worry. not going to do it. Yes. It literally may be that it just hasn't clicked in that day. Yep. And it is surprising what clicks in. It's just whatever. I'm going to say this. We write on a, t- on a tight time schedule. It's like a week yep. from the time that we do a show to the next time we do a show. So um, it has to, the topic has to click it yes. can't bubble up or what like i need to like see it and be like yes that's our topic yes, that's one because we, in a couple days i'm going to doing. outline the show yes so yeah. it is a tight turnaround one day maybe in a bamboo lounge we will go through the entire 
week-long process of what it takes to make a show. Yeah. It's not as rigorous as you think it would be. Not anymore. Not anymore. We and simplified actually, it significantly for we the could actually We could actually do that if people are interested. If you're interested, you could ping us in, on any of the places. We could talk about how we streamlined our process because the 1.0 version of the show, the well, 2.0 and the 3.0 are, yes. are like there is a progression. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, allow me to move on to the rest of the closing If you like what we do here or elsewhere on the Misdirected Mark Network, please consider supporting our Patreon campaign. Go to patreon.com slash MMP. Patrons of the show get the bonus outtakes from the Misdirected Mark. They get the Bamboo Lounge from here, and you get access to our awesome Slack community. I love our Slack community so much. I talk about it almost every show. I'm going to not talk about it this time. But Andrew brought um, his comment to us. Via the Slack community. It's true. That's another place you can drop us topics for sure. Absolutely. If mm-hmm. you're a member of the Slack community, just you can actually just ping us directly. Literally just tag us or drop us a DM. Exactly. You know? Anyway, um, we appreciate your patronage. It is what makes the show and the network possible. We have expenses. I didn't, you know, again, there are things like web hosting, equipment, microphones, software, all of that stuff. We need to have it in order to make podcasts the way that we're able to afford all that. Is your patronage. Thank you. Yep. Exactly. All right. So look, there's another <laughs> thing you can do. I just did it today on Twitter. Um, and I don't do it very often, but sometimes I'm shameless about it. Um, <laughs> sometimes you gotta be. Sometimes you gotta just do it. But there's a thing that um, you can do. Yes. It helps us immensely, which is really just get the word out. Um, There are so many RPG podcasts, and honestly, there's so many people who don't explore other RPG podcasts that, like, if you can just help get the word out about us to other people, uh, we'll do the rest of the work. Like we like to say around here, if you listen to us, you will love us. Um, So we just need to get people to listen to us. Yeah. That's the plan. That's where you come in. That's where you come in. You you tell someone about us on, you know, if somebody's saying, boy, I was looking for a podcast to listen to, whether that's your friend or on Twitter, whatever it is, we super appreciate it um, when people bring up our our name for that sort of thing. Or you can also leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. And that's basically like telling a stranger, like, hey, I listened to this and I liked it. And sometimes it helps with that algorithm to make things bubble up a little bit more. Um, and then secondarily, you know, it also just makes us feel warm and fuzzy inside. It's a warm, fuzzy feeling. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So thank you so much to everyone who's already left a review or told a friend. And thank you so much to everyone who will. Sorry, I caught you. Indeed. Just as you were drinking water. I was, I was drinking water. You thought you had a minute. Denver is so dry. <laughs> just- Anyway, I don't remember. What do I do from here? Oh, hey, Senda. Show me the next character concept you're going to revive in your upcoming game. This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Don't in because I have to then uh, move myself back a little bit to my my seat here. Ah, uh, Okay. Okay. Hello. Hi. Are you comfy? I am comfy. 
Okay. I'm like perched. You are a little bit. I will still give you this chair. No, I suspect there's a thingy. I'm not gonna. Right, I'm not gonna mess around with it. But <laughs> normally these chairs have a thing that lock it from rocking. Yeah, I think this unlocked it. Yeah, don't worry about it. I'm fine. I'm just gonna put two feet on the floor, so I'm nice and stable. Don't worry. Okay, I'm good. Because you can have this one. No, stop with the. You're like the. You're like being way too much of a host. <laughs> okay. I will tell you though. You should. Hmm. You should just. Um, you should order the wheels. You should order the wheels on Amazon and stop using these crappy plastic wheels on your hardwood and get mm. the ones like my... Um, the cool, nice, like, rubbery, rolly ones? Yeah, the rollerblade wheels. Yeah. They add a little bit of height, but since your desk is adjustable, that's not going to be a problem. And they give you, like, a really smooth... Um, smooth glide. They give you a really smooth glide, well, plus they're also kind They're also kind to your um, floors. I mean, to be entirely honest with you, I keep seeing all the racerback chairs that everybody's got these days, and I keep thinking that maybe I should just get one because I now work from my home office 100% of the time. Well, even if you do, they're going to give you the crappy plastic. Yeah, but then I could order the special wheels for that chair. Yeah, but here's the thing. Yeah. Just going to tell you this. Yeah. There are no such thing as special wheels. All office chair wheels have the same... Um, pin. Yeah. So if you bought them right now, oh, I could just and put them, them into this, this one later, and, and just keep these, like yeah. put them in a box, and then when your new chair comes, you could just pull them off of this chair, put them on that chair, put them on that. Like put you don't have to forego one to do yeah. for the other. Gotcha. Okay, that's way more than we need. Yeah. To. Well, okay. hey, hey, I guess the question is, <laughs> yeah, yes, the question is. Why am I talking about the wheels on your chair? I don't know. Unless I could see the wheels on your I chair. I know, right? But we should probably record and talk about this in the Bamboo Lounge. There we go. Because we're going to have to edit this nonsense. Yes. Well, you're going to have to edit this nonsense. Well, yes. But that's okay, because I'll, like I'll work on our adventure notes while I'm... Oh, okay. That's a good plan. We'll work side by side if you have two laptops. I do have two laptops. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Bloop! Okay. It is a lot easier to do this in unison when you're here. Yeah. 